Welcome, you're listening to a broadcast from Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partners for smart and powerful giving. Hey, good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Kurt Nola, Director of Member Relations here at Barnabas Foundation, and joining me today is Nathan Osborne, our Managing Director of Planning here at the Foundation. And today's topics, we're going to talk to you a bit about um, gifting of real estate and business interests. Um, this is a timely topic, as this week I'm actually down in Orlando, Florida, attending a Christian business owners uh, expo here, and I'm talking to them about uh, different ways to make gifts other than cash, and one of them being interest in business, and in some cases, real estate as well. So we're going to touch on that topic here over the course of the next 15 to 20 minutes. Um, just a couple housekeeping things. If you have a question during the, today's broadcast, feel free to type it into the Q&A portion of uh, the chat here, um, and it'll pop up on our screen, and we'll be able to address those questions as we go. Um, and today's session is being recorded. Um, today is part three of a five-part series that we have. You can find at BarnabasFoundation.com slash interactive. Um, the last two sessions on donor-advised funds and on cryptocurrency have been recorded and are available there. Um, and this week's session will be available in the next 48 hours or so. And over the following two weeks, we'll be touching on IRA giving um, and marketable securities giving on March, uh, on November uh, 3rd and 10th. Um, and like I said, the recordings are there. So if anything you hear in today's broadcast or one of the other topics would be of interest to you, you can find those at, again, barnabasfoundation.com slash interactive. Um, and so today, Nathan, um, we're going to dive right into the subject of, of real estate and business gifts. Um, these things, while um, they're similar and they're different, um, as real estate, obviously, we're dealing with real property and business interests come in all kinds of forms, from uh, partnerships and LLCs to C-Corps and S-Corps. Um, but in, in some ways, they have a lot of similarities until, in terms of why people make these types of gifts um, and, and the process by which uh, the gifts happen. So that's why we kind of stick the two of them together. So Nathan, we're going to start right off with the first question, you know, about why, why do donors make a gift of something like real estate or, or business interest? Well, Kurt, first of all, it's an honor to be here today with you. Um, and yeah, most people, when they think about giving, uh, they, the first thought is, you know, giving from their cash flow or their income. But if you have real estate or business interests, uh, these can be really powerful ways to gift instead of cash. Now, uh, and they, they just allow you to give much more for less uh, than just simply reaching for your checkbook. Now, the reason for this primarily is the tax benefits uh, of giving real estate or uh, a business. Um, so whether it's a business, farmland, commercial real estate, vacation home, rental properties, um, these usually are generally going to make a better gift than cash if you're a generous donor who's wanting to support a ministry. Excellent. Well, one of the key considerations that often comes up with many, many gifts that we deal with is the tax benefits. And there's a couple of embedded tax benefits to making a gift like this. Um, why don't you touch a little bit on that subject? Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, the donor is going to get an immediate uh, deduction for the fair market value of the gift. So obviously that's very appealing. Uh, and again, that's a lot of built-in uh, efficiency and creates a, a very powerful gift. But if you've got a lot of gain in your business or your real estate interest that you're, you're gifting, uh, you can also eliminate that. So uh, again, another powerful tax uh, uh, you know, efficiency built in. And what that means is uh, you're just gonna be able to give more for less because you're eliminating the tax bill and creating a deduction. So yeah. uh, it just goes more is gonna go to ministry, bottom line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, very true. Especially for folks that have that kingdom mind and focus as part of their estate plan as well. This is a great way to, 
to accelerate some of that giving when the right time comes, you know, and, and, um, and when the moment comes where you're prepared and ready to make a gift of real estate or business interest, this can be a very useful tool to one, help minimize income taxes. Um, and, but also again, offset and wipe out that taxable gain that might be embedded on the real estate, um, which is a very similar issue that we see with with marketable securities as well. One of the biggest reasons why we see people give marketable securities is because of that embedded uh, appreciation or capital gain that is taxable if they were to sell it outright. Um, but there's some other benefits tied to this that are a little different than marketable securities, right? We know we have a tax benefit with marketable securities. It's really cut and dry. If you sell it, you pay the tax. If you gift it, you avoid the tax. With these types of assets with real estate or business interests, there's other hidden benefits that kind of come along with making that gift. That, that's true. Yeah. And, and the first thing that, uh, you know, and I've kind of touched on this a little earlier, but it does increase your capacity to give because you're no longer just looking at your uh, cash flow or your income. You're looking at uh, a much bigger area and, and it creates some more capacity. So if you're generous and you're, you're really wanting to do that, this is a great first step is to look at real estate or if you have a business. Um, now, in the case of a real estate, what we often run into, and I'm going to tell a story later, uh, but what we often run into are people who just really don't want the real estate anymore. They don't need it. Um, and so, but they're generous and they're charitably minded. And so what they can do is they can turn that real estate into a gift. Uh, so they can turn something that was kind of causing stress and, and, you know, maybe strain financially or, or just energy wise, they can turn that into a tremendously powerful gift for the kingdom. Uh, and what I love about the business. So there's a couple of really nice benefits for giving, uh, you know, and giving a business, you know, when, you know, a lot of the business owners we work at, work with, they've, them and their family have spent their entire life or most of their life building this business. They've put a lot of resources into it, um, and it's been really satisfying for them. And, and now they're, but they're coming to the end of really what they can do with the business or, or what they feel like they want to be doing. And for somebody who's spent their entire life in that kind of resource building uh, this business, for them to then be able to uh, realize they can uh, gift part of it and use that to um, uh, benefit ministries that are close to their heart, we just we still, we just see a great sense of fulfillment, even more than just being a business owner and being successful there. That it really kind of puts some icing on the cake, if you will, for them to be able to then support ministries that are close to their heart by using their biggest and most treasured asset. So mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. more personal. It's a more personal gift. It certainly is. And we see that with many of the folks that we've dealt with over the years who have made these types of gifts. Um, looking solely at the real estate side for just a second, um, does one have to give an entire interest in the real estate or can they do something uh, less than less than the entire thing? Oh, that's a great question, Kurt. And it is one that we get quite often because people do um, want to, they look at their real estate, you know, their piece of real estate and they think, well, I kind of want to keep half of this or three quarters of it but it would be really nice if I could just carve out a piece of this and give it and not the whole thing. And so you can absolutely do that. And uh, basically how that works is you, you would just deed uh, Barnabas that percentage of, of the interest of the real estate. Uh, so you, we just are, a, a separate deed is created for just that interest. Now it's gotta be the entire portion of that interest. So you can't withhold any rights or any any benefits from that area that you're gifting us. But um, yeah, certainly absolutely something that we can do and that we have done uh, fairly regularly in the past. And we um, usually do it as an undivided interest, correct? That's so right, we, yeah. You know, with replotting anything when it comes to real, uh, with vacant yes. real estate or commercial Yes, property. that's true, yes. And the one thing I want to mention, and, and this kind of tags onto what you just said, is you really want to engage us early and often in this process 
because it really is a, um, there's really a lot of steps, there's pitfalls that you can fall into if you're not careful. So I just encourage you, um, not only if it's just a partial or a full gift to real estate or a business gift, uh, do engage us early and often because we wanna make sure that we are able to shepherd you through the process and just make sure that we hit all the requirements and that you understand what's going on. So mm -hmm. oh, great um, point. really, uh, really importantly uh, is all of this really kind of needs to be done prior to any sale um, because we do have a prearranged uh, gift concern or a prearranged sale concern sometimes where if the owner has been negotiating with other parties or there's agreements going on, we really need to head that off. We really need to be ahead of that because we can't have any prearranged sale um, and so again, early and often engage us and we'll walk you through that. Right. Perfect. Um, and, and a great point too there at the last one that it, the uh, the deduction is at risk, quite honestly, if you have something yes. that's too far down the road um, with a prearrangement. So if you're contemplating or thinking about, even if it's a couple of years from now, start talking to us now so we can begin yes. to talk about um, just understanding the property or the business interest, understand how it's held, look for any potential encumbrances, liens, other environmental issues on any real estate. And just got a nice long road then to deal with it. Make the gift when it makes sense to make the gift, just because we're in the process of it doesn't mean the gift has to happen right away. Um, and then be prepared to execute that deed to make the gift. And then we can get into starting to market and sell the property. Um, something yeah. we do on a pretty regular basis. So we've gotten to be quite good at this. Yeah, um, it's never too early. Now, the other uh, one more point I want to mention, you know, with with the real estate and business, if you're looking for a deduction in a particular year, it's good to engage early and often, right? Because we do find right. that, you know, we get to December 15th and all, and somebody wants to gift a, a piece of real estate. And uh, so, you, you know, the challenge there, obviously, if you're looking for that deduction in that same year, um, it, that's difficult. So we do need to just, again, early and often, and if you're even starting to think about this, let's, uh, let's have a conversation. Right, right. These gifts take time. They do. The yes. due diligence process do take time. Um, there's been on occasion some work that we've done on real estate gifts, especially that uh, lead us to believe that the gift shouldn't be made because there's a myriad of reasons why. Um, perhaps it doesn't make sense for either a ministry purpose or for the donor's per reason, uh, purpose. But, um, you know, that's why it's important to talk to us and not try to call us there in the last two weeks of the year and say, hey, I want to do something like this. And uh, it gets to be quite challenging. Quite honestly, we can't guarantee it'll happen uh, right. in, in just a short amount of time. Right. Um, so as people think about this, they're contemplating, you know, they, they've owned this business or they've owned this piece of real estate and it's income producing and the income is important to them. Yes. Um, you know, what, what about a situation like that where perhaps they're, you know, as you touched on a little bit about, you know, carrying on a business or a piece of real estate, a rental property that um, just becoming laborious, perhaps becoming a strain on them physically, um, they have income needs, you know, what can we do in that, in that particular example where they can still retain an income interest in the gifted asset? Well, uh, the, uh, the donor should consider in that type of a situation, a, a life income gift, uh, such as a charitable gift annuity or a charitable remainder trust. And I'm going to tell a story here because I think it illustrates uh, how, how powerful this can be for a donor. Um, so we had some donors that were managing uh, rental properties and they were in their 80s and they had held these rental properties for quite a long time. So they had some issues here that they needed help with. Number one is they did still need income from the properties. They couldn't just give these properties up if even if they really, you know, they needed that income. They were in their 80s, so they were kind of getting to the end of where they were able to really effectively manage rental properties. As you can imagine, and I'm sure some people listening have had rental properties 
uh, those can, it can really take a lot of energy. Uh, and if you get into your eighties and you know, you're starting to think, Hey, do I want to do this the rest of my life? The problem is when you get to that point or when they got to that point, you know, if they were going to sell these, they would really have that big capital gain, uh, embedded, uh, and they, but they also still needed the income too. So they had some problems that they needed solved. Well, perfect solution for them was to gift the property in exchange for a life income gift. What I mean by that is they were able to gift us the property uh, and uh, we were able to set up an income for them for the rest of their lives. Uh, they eliminated the capital gain that I mentioned earlier. So it solved that problem. It solved their income problem and they were able to get an immediate tax deduction and they were able to give a very generous gift to ministries that were close to their hearts. So for people who have real estate or a business or something like that, uh, a life income gift can be a really good solution if you still, uh, if you want to make the gift, you don't want the gain, and you still need income, we, we can talk with you. And how this works and kind of what vehicle we use, it's really specific to you and your family and your needs. And so those are the conversations we have with you. Um, but I just, you know, wanted to make you aware or make our listeners aware that, you know, if this is something that you're looking at or thinking about, it's, it's definitely something we can help you with. Uh, and again, early and often, <laughs> mm -hmm. just early and often. No, that couple, I remember the story of them and seeing them in our office. That was one of the great examples of exactly the issue we see all the time. Um, Long-lived assets, uh, they've enjoyed owning them. Now they're just becoming a burden. They need the income stream, don't want to pay the capital gains on it if they sell the property outright. And by putting them in, they, in that particular case, they use a charitable remainder trust. The trust took in the asset. The trust sold the asset, so now the burden of managing the asset is gone. The trust reinvests those assets to generate the, process, uh, the, the funding necessary to continue the payments to them for their lifetime. Um, and then charity will benefit at the end of their life with the remaining assets in the trust. Um, so it's a wonderful win, 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 and all the way around, right? In terms of the donor's benefits from a tax perspective and alleviating the burden, maintaining the income stream. And then we have this real nice deferred gift to charity. And then that particular case, they actually retained a portion interest in their particular property. So they didn't give the whole thing. Um, and they were making some gifts, I think, to some friends and family um, and, and doing some immediate gifting as well. So there was a lot of wonderful benefits in that transaction. It's just one of many, many examples that we've done over the years, whether it be real estate or business interests of things we can work with. Um, one situation that uh, it's not quite something you and I talked about briefly before this, but something that we've seen happen too is um, occasionally you might have this, uh, you might have an asset that you still think has tremendous income producing potential, whether it be a business or real estate property. Um, and you just don't want to have it in a taxable situation anymore. You like to hold it for charitable causes. Well, that's potentially something we can work with you on as well, where we may take in a gift um, and agree to hold that gift for a period of time, collecting the income off of it, using that to fund your donor advised fund and making those charitable gifts out to ministry. Great way to get an amazing tax deduction. Um, and so we can work through all the little nuances of what that means in terms of shifting that income away from you and into your taxable or your, your charitable side of things um, and saving a lot on that income tax uh, uh, bill that you might have on an annual basis. Um, so there's a bit of a process when it comes to making these types of gifts. We touched on this a little bit. This is not something you want to try to do in the last week or two of the year. So Nathan, just kind of share what the process looks like. And again, the process between real estate gifts and business interest gifts are fairly similar. Um, in this particular case, we're using primarily a real estate example. Yeah, so if you look at the, our process for a real estate gift, Kurt, I put our uh, I put a little graph up on the screen so you, uh, we can follow along. But basically, um, 
we have some preliminary discussions and just try to determine whether this is the right thing for you and your family and, and if the gift is going to really uh, work. Uh, but then once we kind of get through that, those discussions, what we do is we have you fill out. Now, we used to call this our uh, real estate gift application. We do have a new name for it. It's a real estate information um, form. And uh, so what we do is you complete that and uh, uh, submit that to Barnabas. We have a team here that reviews the application, a lot of the details surrounding the gift. Uh, you know, we look at many different things. Uh, and then we, uh, once we approve acceptance, uh, then uh, the donor then provides a deed uh, to transfer the property to Barnabas Foundation. So once we own that, we're able to liquidate it and then the funds are uh, used for the donor's favorite ministry. So that's mm -hmm. the process. It's uh, just filling the, the, the form out, getting, the, getting that back to us. And then we um, were able to um, uh, walk you to the finish line on that. And likewise, with the business gifts, we have an informational sheet that needs to be filled out so we understand what the business interest is, how it's held, and so on and so forth. Um, and rather than a deed, we'd have some sort of business transfer agreement, some sort of uh, process or documentation that would transfer the interest over to Barnabas Foundation. So very similar process um, in both cases, but something that does take time. The, I think the due diligence part of this is what does take time, especially on the real estate. Um, it's really important from the real estate side for us to understand the history of the property. How has it been used? Are there any potential environmental um, concerns related to the property because of uh, you know, petroleum tanks that might have been held? Um, you know, in a case of a business, industrial building or something like that. Um, and right. those things don't necessarily negate the gift. Um, we do um, uh, have the ability to accept even environmentally difficult properties um, as part of a gift. We have a way to isolate them inside the foundation uh, through one of our supporting orgs. So even if you have something that might be a little bit of a, have a little bit of hair on it, uh, give us a call and talk to us because we can talk you through the process and, uh, and see if it still makes sense to make the gift, especially if it's a marketable piece of property. Yeah, the, the uh, earlier we know about earlier we know about all these things, the better. And uh, yeah, like you said, Kurt, we're able to take care of those, but we just need to know about it and uh, make our, and then once we make our decision, we can move forward then. Sure. Absolutely. Um, one key consideration, of course, is the tax deduction. Uh, now, this is a little different than just writing a check or making a security gift. Um, it's a bit more involved, and the IRS does have some unique requirements that it comes to these types of gifts to justify and, and, and substantiate your deduction on your tax return. So just talk a little bit about what that appraisal process looks like. Yeah, so the appraisal does need to be done, and it needs to be correct for you to get your tax deduction. And so basically, this uh, we call this a qualified appraisal. Any gift over $5,000 requires this. It must be uh, carried out, uh, done by a, a professional appraiser um, who's qualified. There's some definition of that. Um, uh, and so, um, you know, there's several requirements that, that need to be on this document that the IRS lays out. So it must include a description of the property. Uh, it must include a, the condition of the property. Um, the date's important. Um, this appraisal cannot be done more than 60 days prior to when the gift is made. So there's a 60 day window there that you've got to uh, think about. Um, it's got to be done before the return is filed for the, that's claiming the deduction. So you can't, you know, file your tax return and then come back and get an appraisal done after the fact. So timing is sensitive. Um, and again, if these details seem like, oh no, there's a lot going on here. These are things we can help you work through. So just you know, it's, there's a lot of information. There's detail here. We're experts on it, though. So, you know, if you're thinking about this, don't let any of these terms or words we're using here, 
you know, uh, make you think that's not a good idea. We'll help you with this, um, but mm -hmm. we just like you to be aware. Um, the appraisal also must include the fair market value. Uh, that's probably a, a, a given, but we just want to be clear about that. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing, too, that uh, not everybody thinks about is if there's uh, any, um, you know, restrictions on the use of the property, or if you're, you know, planning on, um, you know, uh, directing the property specifically uh, in the gifting process, or if you're conferring a benefit on to somebody through the process, that all would need to be noted on the appraisal too. Um, it's generally not a good idea to have those conditions on a property if you're thinking about uh, donating it. Um, and it's also, you know, if you've got a real estate that's got um, a debt on it or a lien on it, um, a mortgage due, that's generally not something that's desirable either in a gift. Uh, but again, we we'll talk you through that process and make sure that uh, we cover all the basis if this is something you're considering doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that debt on property becomes an issue in terms of how it's treated from an income tax perspective. Yes. Um, and so um, while it doesn't necessarily completely negate the purpose of a gift or, or make it impossible, it does make it a bit more challenging. Yeah, there's um, some efficiency leak there if we get that. Right, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just a reminder, if you have any questions, feel free to type into the Q&A portion. One question that came up yesterday as I was talking to a business owner himself, um, he's an escort. And S-Corps are a little sticky when it comes to making a gift, um, but they can be done. And we have a trust set up in South Dakota to make it happen. But what's the unique issue with S-Corp gifts that kind of make um, uh, them a bit different than, say, a traditional LLC or C-Corp gifts? Yeah, S-Corp gifts can be tricky. Um, the, uh, you know, one of the issues that comes to mind is, uh, you know, the fact that we have to pay uh, unrelated business income tax on that. Uh, when we uh, do that, they're, they're not marketable like, a, you know, like a, a publicly traded stock. Uh, you know, um, sometimes the appraisals can be tricky and they can be uh, expensive as well to do on a uh, S-Corp uh, stock. So there's, there's, there are some details um, with a business gift that is an S-Corp that uh, really, uh, it's, there's a, some really in-depth analysis that needs to be done. So uh, myself and Jim Bakke, our executive director, recently worked on a case where, uh, you know, we did the analysis and it just comes down to whether it makes sense to you for you to actually donate the S-Corp stock to us or, you know, whether you just sell that and donate the cash. You really have to uh, run those numbers to just see if it makes sense in your specific situation. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, the, one of the things that we help people do. And exactly. so one of the things that we try to do at Barnabas Foundation is help you unlock the value for your charitable and kingdom causes. And we try to make the process easy. And so while at times gifting a real estate or gifting of a business interest can sound intimidating, and there's a lot of work that goes into it from the application and due diligence to the appraisals and so forth, um, our team really makes it easy for you. We handhold the whole entire process, make sure that you're doing everything right, make sure the right forms are signed, the Appraisals done by a qualified appraiser. So the last thing we would ever want to see happen is, is you get audited as an individual taxpayer and then see the deduction not stand up. And over the years, we've had, you know, plenty of situations where some of a donor that we've worked with has made a gift and you're, you know, a few years later, the IRS is reviewing their return and they ask us for information. And so far to date, I'm pretty confident. I think we've helped them um, all substantiate all their deductions. And, and so, you know, that's why we spend so much time doing this right. Um, and don't try to uh, circumvent the system in any way and make yeah. sure we do it in, in a manner in which Absolutely. that yeah. at the end of the day, if the IRS ever took a look at it, it would stand up uh, completely. Yes. 
and uh, and our track record has shown that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nathan, that's really important. You. That's really important to us as a foundation and our, our team of planners and everybody who works here is that we don't we don't skirt the line on that. We really do make sure it's done correctly. So if it's reviewed, then it uh, you know we don't have any issues. Absolutely. So as you as you watch today's broadcast, if you're thinking about you know I've got this item, I've got this uh, real estate property, I've got this interest in a farm or uh, the vacation home, the condo in in some far flung place. Um, or, you know, whatever it might be uh, from a business interest or, or uh, a real estate holding, and you're just thinking, maybe I should talk to somebody about this just so I understand a little bit more. Um, give us a call. You can reach us at 888-448-3040. Um, our team is always available and ready to, uh, to help you out. If you're watching this and you are invited by one of our representatives from our member organization, feel free to reach out to them too. Um, they've got a direct connection to us as well. And so they can get us all connected into a conversation so that we can talk to you about your unique circumstance. Um, and each one of the gifts that we process in this regard are unique. They're unique to themselves um, and they're always fun whether it be almond orchards to industrial buildings, to vacation homes, to duplexes, to a gold mine. Uh, we've had all kinds of things come through the door and uh, we'd be happy to assist you with that as well. Today's broadcast, as I mentioned, was recorded. Um, it'll be up on our website here in about 48 hours. So if anything you heard today was of interest to perhaps a member of your family or a friend that you wanna share, you'll be able to share that link. Uh, you can find that again at barnabasfoundation.com slash interactive. Um, and again, just a reminder next week on November 3rd, uh, on, on uh, next week, Wednesday, I'll be talking about um, IRA giving with another one of our planners. And, uh, and then the week after on November 10th, we'll be uh, finishing out this five-part series on marketable securities and why they make sense to make a gift of. So um, Nathan, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you uh, spending a little time with us and, and the audience today. And we look forward to seeing you on a, um, a future, uh, see all of you at a future broadcast and in person sometime soon. Um, until then, blessings on your day. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. To learn how you can give to your church and other favorite ministries in smart and powerful ways, visit www.barnabasfoundation.com.